0: Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king. Methanol is aromatic and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, race chaser media's Tom Baker.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Inside Groove Supermodify podcast. My name is Tom Baker. This is episode 75. So straight away, I'm dedicating this to Gary Albrighton because Gary was the driver that I grew up watching run the number 75. We'll talk about some others uh, in a little while. And again, throw the challenge out to you guys to uh, add to the list even more that I come up with because that's always fun. A couple of guests today, but big ones. We've got the Mike and Mike show today. Michael Barnes, the 2021 Spring Classic winner. Mike is in the history books as the first ever Spring Classic winner. I suspect that he may be the only ever Spring Classic winner, because I don't think we're going to see two classics a year after this year. Surely hope that we don't have the scenario for it. Um, So, Mike has joined us and uh, will be on the show a little later. Had a a good talk with Mike that continued even off uh, after the interview for quite a while. Um, So really fun to catch up with him. And we've also got Michael Bruce uh, on the show as well. Last week's, Supermodified feature winner. How about that? Four starts into his Supermodified career, and he brucifies the field and takes the win. Unbelievable. Um, so both mics are going to be joining us, and um, it should be fun. We uh, we didn't uh, have a chance this week to catch up with Camden. Our schedules just never got together, so um, we'll uh, hopefully get him on um, in the next episode or one of the next episodes to uh, have some conversation about his uh, first um, on-track excursion with the wing on top. Um, Had a lot of fun with that. And so, uh, you know, talk to him about that and uh, also uh, catch up with him on the latest uh, on the goings-on at the Speedway. Okay, so let's, before we get um, into the interview segments, uh, I'll go over with you in case you missed them. So I know some of you aren't even on Facebook and I, so I don't know how you're seeing or getting the, uh, the race results anymore. Um, so we will try to, uh, to get you up to date here. I'm not going to go into the details. Uh, I did watch the race, but, um, not going to go into a lot of detail here, um, uh, in terms of doing a verbal recap, but pretty much Michael at it all. Mike Bruce, uh, Michael Barnes raced, uh, raced him hard for a while, but, uh, the 22 of Bruce was just the car to beat on that day. Um, just did a great job last weekend. Good to see him get the win. Michael Barnes second. Allison Slow did a nice job for third. Joe Gozek, goodness gracious. Double-O Joe with a fourth-place finish. Mad Max McLaughlin fifth in the Z8. Dave Danzer sixth in the 52, even though it says 62 on uh online here, but it's 52. Um, Jeff Abel, 7th in the 05. Otto Sitterly, 8th in the 7. Otto is struggling this year. Man, oh, man. Dave Schullick, 9th. And uh, Brandon Belliger finished 10th. Camden Proud, 11th. LeVay Jr., 12th. Tyler Thompson was 13th. Danny Connors, 14th. Jack Patrick finished in 15th. Hala Tulip finished 16th. Tim Snyder, 17th. Jerry Curran finished in 18th. Good to see Hal Atulip back. I know that, um, I believe anyway, that I heard that he had a back injury. So um, happy to see him uh, back in order to be able to come back and do some racing again. Um, you know, Hal is, man, I'll tell you, um, I I just love drivers like Hal because they know they're not going to win, but they have enough fun doing what they do that they just want to come out and be a part of it. Not enough of that anymore, and it's hard because it's very expensive to do. So um, great to see Hal back at the track. Now, I want to throw in, um, while we're kind of opening up the show, I want to throw in a bit of a, a, a news nugget that uh, came across the online wires uh, over the past couple of days. The Shark! Billy Sharky, he does have a super. It is almost race ready. He's waiting on those wings. That's it. And Shark will be back at the track. Um, Great to see some pictures of the car. It just looks really sharp. Nice sort of sharky red, if you will, with uh, a yellow 59 on it. Um, And uh, I was thankful that that Billy kind of condescended to putting some yellow on the car because I just felt like, If it were me, I would have liked to have seen, obviously, a uh, throwback of one of the June cars uh, paint paint schemes because they had some really sharp yellow cars back in the 70s. But um, he decided to go with red, but he did make the numbers yellow. So uh, um, way to go, Billy. Good job on that. And uh, it looks nice. It's a nice-looking car. They've done a great job putting it back together, and it will be really nice to see Billy Sharkey back at the racetrack again, hopefully very soon. Um, but uh, there were pictures of it on uh, one of the super modified pages on Facebook, so um, excited about that, and, and happy that Billy's going to get to come back and play. So um, I'm about almost a minute over uh, on <laughs> my, I try to keep the opens to uh, five minutes now. It's gone almost six. So I am just going to say this. This show is always being brought to you by IPC Indie. That's Indie Performance. Uh, yeah, indie. PerformanceComposites.com. No, I'm not editing that out. It's supposed to be live radio. I'm just keeping the live feel. So there you go. Um, sometimes the tongue just gets tied. Also, uh, the good folks from Skip's Fish Fry and uh, Rich Worth in the in the crew from JNS Paving. And you're going to hear from one of our sponsors. Oh, and the Victory Custom Trailers, also one of our sponsors, too. You're going to hear from one of them coming up right now. And then when we come back, uh, we are going to have a guy named Mike. So more of Inside Groove right after this.
0: Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach.
1: Welcome back to Inside Groove, and uh, we have a very special guest here on this episode. We are going to talk to 2021 Spring Classic winner, and oh, by the way, he is the very first Spring Classic winner in Speedway history because, of course, we've only had one Spring Classic, Michael Barnes. uh, Welcome to the record books, and uh, welcome back to the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Tom. I
1: think the last time you were on an Inside Groove show was uh, a lot of years ago. You were probably still in Quarter Midgets, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, for Inside Groove, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, for, for sure. a long time. So. so.
1: It's good to have you back, uh, man. Uh, we we need to start with the big one. Talk about uh, what it was like to finally go from bridesmaid or uh, second bridesmaid to uh, finally be able to to be the bride and win the classic.
2: Well, I can tell you, it definitely feels a lot better being a bride. That's for sure. I'm sure, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, just feels great. You know, uh, obviously we had a had a pretty good run at it, and yeah, uh, you know, I've always said that. You know. I'm, I'm pretty proud just to, uh, the last, you know, five years we had, uh, be just being on the podium and just really shows you, you know, how great the team's prepared the car and kept a card, you know, that many years to run 200 laps, um, alone is a feat in itself, you know, let alone be in the top three every time. So, but, uh, yeah, to finally, finally get it done and cross the line first. It was definitely, uh, uh, a lot of weight off the shoulders, that's for sure.
1: Well, I'm sure it was. And, uh, I mean, again, an interesting race the way it played out. I mean, first of all, obviously, uh, Friday night got canceled. So uh, you had to do everything on Saturday. It wasn't... Uh you know, it wasn't a really warm day. Um, it was you know, it was kind of just okay weather wise, but you know, you you kinda had to hustle through everything a little bit. And you know, so when when the race started, um, you know, it 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 started like it was gonna be a multi leader race and then Tyler kind of took off again. Um you know, and it and it seemed like you were just kind of waiting your turn a little bit, and you were going to just wait and see what what happens to him. Is that kind of the way it played out? That's the way it looked. Yeah, um, it it really is
2: kind of how it looked. Um, You know, it's funny with Tyler because in 2019, you know, I kind of gave him the talk, you know, a young bull and the old bull. Yeah. You know, let's walk down the hill and not run. And, uh, you know, he kind (laughs) of said to me in victory lane, he goes, we got to write a new chapter, (laughs) but, uh, I kind of, you know, so he came over to me and he said, Hey, he goes, he goes, uh, he was a young bull and old bull. He goes, let me tell you how it should go. And I said, I'll tell you what, Junior, (laughs) you do your thing. I'll do mine. (laughs) This year it just worked out for me. Um, uh, you know, I mean, he really, he's, I'll tell you, he's got a, just a, he's really got a, a good strategy in that race. Um, I mean, obviously if, he wouldn't have run out of fuel. Um, I don't think I could have. I could have beat him. Right. Uh, I don't. I could have ran harder and kept up with him a little bit, but I was. I was concerned about his fuel mileage. I knew they had a lot of questions about it. Um, they had ran out, you know, previously in the last race, and I was kind of concerned about him running out way early. Yeah. Like maybe even one seventy, one eighty. Right. And if I tried to keep up with them from, like, you know, that 130 to 180 mark, I don't want to be a sitting duck for, you know, right. Otto, D'Addero, or whoever else is hanging around. So it was, like, about lap 75. I think we had a caution right around then, and I was running behind Otto. And Otto was kind of running about the same pace I was running. I knew if I wanted to go by him, I could, you know, get by him because we were running hard. Right. But I just wanted to keep the car straight, and I didn't think the car was real good. You know, it wasn't, you know, really, you know, I would say loose or sliding around a lot. But if I drove it hard, I didn't want to beat the tires up. So I was kind of watching. DJ was up in, I think, third at the time. I think Daniel was second. And I really liked DJ's pace. Um, I felt like he was kind of keeping us grouped together. And I was like, you know, I I really thought DJ was kind of the guy to beat. Right. So I kind of decided, I said, I'm going to try to get by Otto. And then if I can figure out a way to get by Doug, DJ, and Daniel and get to second, you know, after like lap 100, I'm going to go a little earlier than I normally want to because I just thought, you know, maybe if you just get up front and try to hang on, uh, make DJ work for her when he comes back to you, you know, towards the end. I knew Tyler was off doing his thing, you know, speeding up, slowing down. And, uh... (laughs) It just kind of, I got a good opportunity there, like lap 127, uh, they got jammed up in lap traffic, and I just got by them, and then when DJ broke about three laps later, I said, oh, well, that kind of almost changes my, my theory here a little bit, so I just, you know, I just kind of rode, and it was right around 185, I said, well, I don't know if he's going to run out of fuel or not, I'm going to pick it up a little bit, and I was maybe gaining a a little bit, but not much. I mean, he was still so good. And then, lo and behold, ten to go, he just he ran out, and we held on to the end.
1: Excuse me. What do you um? What do you think it is about? I mean, I know Tyler's a he he's certainly a talented young driver. Um, and and I'm not I I the crew is fantastic. I mean, they they've they, it just seems like he just can sort of go at will. Um, what is it, do you think, about his situation? Because it's like I've never seen anybody do it the way he's doing it. Like when Jimmy went all 200, you know, he was going basically just hard enough to keep the lead. And if somebody got close, he'd pick it up a little bit. But he was managing very well. Um, every, other, every other driver I've ever seen that, that, that just kind of takes off, they take off and go hard, and then if something happens, it happens. I mean, why is Tyler able to get away with that strategy? It just seems like somebody else ought to be able to do the same thing, but I guess I guess he just has that much better of a car than everybody else. I mean, what what is the can, – can you even relate to anything to us from a, a driving standpoint, like what that would be?
2: Well – I think the thing, well, you know, first thing I told him, I said, I said, don't touch a, a bolt on that car. Whatever you got for a setup, whatever you're doing, just don't even touch it. I yeah, said, because really. that thing just is on rails. And Tyler just, you know, you tell him to do something, he'll do it. When he won that first race a few weeks before the Classic in 19, yeah. I was standing down with Jason, and he was just blistering the field. Yeah. I mean, and he's getting in lap traffic, and I said, will you go slow him down. <laughs> I said, he's got a, almost a half a track lead, and you know he doesn't need to run that hard. So I, I, I kind of wish I wouldn't have done that. Maybe I gave him an idea. Next thing you know, they're slowing him down. And, but uh, I think you know I kind of tried to do what he did in 2015. I led the first hundred and oh, I remember you let Yes,
1: I remember that. And
2: I probably should have planned it better with Mike. You know, with but, you know, my guy that I'll, I'll, you know, look at and he'll, like, you know, give me thumbs up and stuff and yeah. signs under caution. I was kind of trying to do it just by watching my pack. And I know and I, I, I ran too hard for too long, but I did slow down a lot. just I didn't slow down as much as Tyler. Right. And watching that tape, I could have done exactly what he did because um, I built a huge lead. And I'd slow down for, like, a lap, but I probably should have slowed down for two or three laps. And, you know, maybe maybe something like that could have worked out. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I kind of – what he did, I always kind of had in my head. And I talked to some of my guys and said, you know, if you could just get out and run and slow way down. Like, if you had a way to even tell me my lap times, right. you know. So you kind of can, you know, have a basis to judge about how fast you're going. But, you know, it's hard. It's a hard race. It's 200 laps. And I think, um, you know, he's – you know, he's a talented kid, and he just, he goes fast. He He's on the hammer all the time. Yeah. And even if the car, I think, even gets on the edge and out of control, he still will just drive it, where I think somebody like me has been around a little longer. It's maybe take what the car gives you sometimes, where he'll drive it right to the edge, you know. I mean, he's only, you know, 19 years old, and he's just, you know, full of ambition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he 'll just stay right after it and um, you know but he's got a yeah he's got a good deal going on. I'll tell you, he's,
1: absolutely
2: he's kind of changing the way that race is run and um, I love it because you know we joke about it and I said well I'm not gonna I said I'm not gonna change the way I, I do it but I said I like you going out there and rabbiting everybody though because you can get some other guys that will burn their stuff up. So
1: <laughs> we'll see. That's the thing. It's, it's a little like, easier on uh, it, some of the old guys. It did almost feel like this year, everybody kind of was on to him and just sort of ignored him and was focusing on what they were doing. Like, I didn't see anybody really try to keep up with him. Um, not that they did last year either, but I think last year he just kind of blew everybody's mind. Like who knew you could do it like that. And it, in a sense, I mean, it's just almost unfathomable that, like, you know, nobody else could do what he's doing and make it work, but he does it so easily. Like, obviously, it's a a credit to the crew for for the car and being as good as it is that you can have that that range you can play in. Um, But at the same time, um, it just felt like, this year like you and and I think, I think I don't think anybody was in any big hurry to stay with him were they I mean it looked to me watching it like everybody just kind of was hoping he'd run out because everybody realized we can't we know, we have nothing for him if he doesn't
2: yeah I, I, and I think that I, th- I think Daniel maybe tried a little bit um, that first like quarter yeah um, you know you know between 50 and a hundred. I think maybe he tried to keep up with him a little bit. When I got to second, my plan was to just stay within a straightaway. Right. Because I knew if they kept him within a straightaway, he really couldn't slow down that much.
1: Well, that's Um, true, yeah.
2: So if I could just keep him in the throttle and just keep burning that fuel up, um, you know, that was basically my plan. Because, like I said, I couldn't have beat him. Um, He would have had to really slip up. Um, I could have ran harder, and it just... I mean, it worked out great because, I mean, honestly, I never I never drove that car on the edge or as hard as I could at any point of the race. I never did. I never I just tried to keep it straight the whole race. Um, I think the only time I even got a tick out of shape was when I went from uh, fourth to second and turn uh, three, just going by a few of them guys. It just got a little sideways, but I just wanted to keep the car straight and keep the tires under me and you know, I figured if I just kept them with the, within a the straightaway, just to keep them on the throttle, keep them, you know, using the fuel up, and you know, just kind of, you know, I mean, I, you kind of hate to win it that way, right? Um, but in that race, you know, you know, it's like if that was a 50 lapper it'd be like, well, you know, we just we got real lucky, and you know, it's something you really want to celebrate too much. But the thing with the classic is, is historically that's kind of how a lot of classics have been won. The best car, the best driver doesn't always win. I mean, if you, I think if you look through the list, you know, there's a lot more probably guys that didn't win that, you know, maybe weren't considered the best car or the best, the best guy that day. Yeah. You know, somebody breaks, they run out of fuel, um, they get a flat tire. Just And it, so many crazy things can happen in that race. Yeah. Um, And I felt like, you know, I mean, this race was almost kind of a throwback in a sense. Um, I know the field was short, but um, there was some attrition. um, Some heavy hitters broke. Yeah. Um, Tyler runs out of fuel. You know, I felt like for a few years there, the old saying was, if you could just finish the race, you know, you're going to be in a top ten. Right. I feel like the last ten years or so that, you know, there's been a few – But there's been more, I think. Like a lot of guys are finishing. You know, if you just finish, you're going to be like 16th, 17th, right? Right. There's a lot more guys finishing uh, than there used to be, which you know just I think that's you know just goes to show that you know people are you know everybody gets better with time, and you prepare your cars better, and equipment gets better, and you know drivers get better at running the race.
1: Well, and it's, yeah, it's, it is interesting. I mean, I, I thought about that after last year and then seeing the race the other day, it did feel like maybe it, it, this almost was proof of concept, right? Last year was maybe a fluke until he did it again. And I mean, I know he ran out this year, but still like it, it almost seems like maybe we've turned the, turned a corner here a little bit and like you said now with the cars and the, the tires even or whatever it's to the point where um, it is a different kind of a race now but um, I don't know if it's better or worse. Maybe we need to make it 250 laps now. It's kind of like I feel like NASCAR is in that position, too. Like the 600 at Charlotte used to be you were lucky to finish the race. Now it's like everybody finishes, hardly anybody wrecks. And, you know, the motors can last 800 laps if they wanted to run it. So it is a bit of a different – it almost does feel like we're kind of in a different place now with that race. Um, which I would assume as a driver changes the whole way you approach it, although you were successful this year kind of doing it, you know, I think still a little bit of the old-fashioned way as far as conservation goes. But um, I just, you know, to to move on from that a little, um, it had to feel just so amazing when you finally took the checkered and you pulled into victory lane and Eric and the team were there, I mean, you guys have had such an amazing run of of years together. Um, and I know there have been times where you've struggled or things haven't been exactly the way you wanted them to be, and even this year um, some issues off and on. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it, it really felt like um, that just watching you pull into victory lane, I can only imagine – it was um I mean it was an amazing moment for me to watch, just knowing how hard you all have worked. what was it like for you that moment of of pulling up and stopping and just the the, the joy and in that that celebration
2: uh you know it was <laughs> I don't really know I don't really even know if I got words to really express it it was just uh I don't know if it was relief or you know happiness at you know we you know I took the checkered flag, and you know I mean you know typically on a regular race night if I you know happen to win, I'll kind of stay you know hard for another lap yeah you know and and stay on the yeah. throttle, but when you know I came out of two, I kind of just slowed right down, you know, it was right. like man, you know we did it, we did it, we did it,
0: <laughs>
2: you know, Otto came up and you know i he was, you know, I could just tell how happy he was for me, and you know, Joey Payne, you know, my buddy, he came up and gave yeah. me a bump and you know, just I mean, even just driving down Victory Lane and seeing Otto's crew guys down there, I mean, I mean <laughs> they almost acted like they won, you know. I mean, yeah, they were kind of jumping up and down too, and um, you yeah, know, it was just it was great, you know. I mean, just to you know see everybody, and I mean, honestly, the I mean, the big thing for me. I always just wanted to ride around in the pace truck with the National Anthem playing. Well, there you go. Um, you know, since you know, going back to as many classes I remember, you know, that was always a tradition. Yeah. Um, You know, that was, you know, a special moment. And uh, obviously, you know, my father uh, being there and, you know, doing it with him, and it just makes it that much better as well.
1: Yeah, I just it had to be surreal and, and it, it it just uh it, it just felt like okay, there the monkey's gone. Um and then you can, you came back uh the the other the other day and uh man you you ran second to Mike Bruce and again, what a story, man. Those guys have had so much hard luck this season and I'm sure you wanted to win the race, but I I'm also sure you were uh, very happy for Mike and the team to finally get that that, you know, and, and to do it so quickly, too. What a turnaround, um, considering all the bad luck they had, you know, the first couple weeks of the year and whatever, and then, you know, all of a sudden he jumps out and wins. That's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, he did a heck of a job. Uh, you know, he starting position was um, is always a key, and that was definitely at a premium. I mean, I can tell you right now, we started fourth. If I had started 14th, we'd have finished 14th. Uh, you know, we weren't really going anywhere. Um, right. I kind of knew really the only shot I had, I was kind of hoping maybe he would just, you know, be a little timid on the start, which I know, Mike, I've watched him race for a long time. I know he's not going to be timid <laughs> at all. Right. Um. You know, maybe if he could have, you know, I kind of said on the green, if I can, you know, on that first lap, if he can just slip up out of a corner and maybe get under him, was going to be my only shot because the track was just so slip. But, I mean, he was really good. I mean, he would just drive away from me. And, I mean, I was trying everything. I mean, I'm back in the corner up. I'm driving in hard. I'm trying to, you know, run through the middle,
0: yeah. run down on the
2: hub rail. And, you know, I kept thinking to myself, oh, maybe I should have put the nose wings up. Oh, maybe I should have put them back down more. I And every time the car would do something different, every time I tried to drive it different. So I really didn't even, I don't even know what I would do to make it any better in that condition um he did what he had to do he uh he drove a good race we had uh we got him in uh with a lap car and then unfortunately the caution came out for us but i mean yeah i mean he 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 did a good job he never uh never slipped up never faltered and just drove away
1: well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – and, and again, I love seeing new winners, and that was that was just great for those guys. Okay, back to your team. Talk about Eric Sorrell a little bit and, and him as a car owner and, and as a friend and, and the relationship that you guys have had o- over the run that you've had.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Eric and Gary both. I mean, you couldn't drive for nicer people. Um, they have a very big passion, first uh, for the Speedway Supermodified Racing um and they they've been a a privilege to drive for i mean they um absolutely do you know whatever it takes you know within reason to uh you know get the best equipment we got and uh you know they work hard um and i really i can't say enough good things about them um they're just they're great people the whole um you know gary and brenda and eric and melissa and You know, they're very family oriented. Eric's got four kids and a business and a full time job. And honestly, I don't know how he does it all. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I got to tell him to breathe, uh, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, um, I mean, they're really just, uh, good people. Um, you know, we've had a, you know, a great run together, uh, these last 2014s when I started driving for him. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, that's been a ball
1: now you you're also running for or you have been running for vic miller at times and and doing some racing on the isma circuit and such what are your plans for this year for all that
2: um honestly i don't know i've driven for vic in the last well i didn't go last year but the last three high milers and um um thompson a couple of times um i talked to Vic. um pretty frequently uh we always like to chat and bench race and he's great for that uh, oh i'm sure enjoy talking got a lot of uh, so much. a lot of racing <laughs> to bench <laughs> oh man oh my god yeah he's just you know they're they're a lot of fun to go racing with all them guys you know um, um you'd kind of almost think getting in that seat it would be a lot of pressure and really it's 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 really pretty relaxing i mean you know, we just, even at the track, we kind of just sit around and tell racing stories and, oh, okay, time to time to get out there now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, you, I don't know, um, you know, what their plans on doing. Um, you know, I kind of just tell him, you know, if he wants to go somewhere and it doesn't, you know, conflict with anything and Pearlie doesn't want to go, I'll go. And usually that Sandusky, he hasn't run Sandusky in a lot of years because it's a, a busy weekend for him at his marina. And, uh, you know, Vic still wanted to go a few times. and Right. Uh, just honored to get a call to um, sit in that seat, uh, fill in for Chris Pearly. I mean, he's one of the greatest to ever do a period, especially in Isma. Um, just wins alone. There's nobody that's won more than him. So, um, you know, just to be associated with Vic and Eddie Shea and, and Chris and all them guys is, you know, that's quite an honor.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you and you've been real fortunate over the years to drive for a lot of great people. I mean, the Strongs and Clyde Booth for a little while, and I mean, Gary. I think Gary Morton for a bit. I remember, and I was just probably. I'm. I'm gonna forget four or five, but uh, um, yeah, Double
2: Deuce Racing, Billy Sanders right. and yes, Bob. There culture. you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, but you've just been so fortunate to drive for so many good people, and I feel like you know you've that's that's all played into um you know the 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 skill set that you've developed because you've been in so many good cars and also at times you've had cars that you you maybe had to try to overreach a little with which uh you know it it certainly can bite you sometimes but but it also becomes good experience um i mean are you, you are you happy with your career to this moment, I mean, I, I, I hate to uh, paint you with a broad brush, brush at this point, but you've been around a little while. You're not old, but you've been around a while.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe that I've actually been uh, doing it as long as I have. I mean, I know I think the last year they did the program at a swiggle was like 2017, and when you yeah. make the page of the past – yeah. Uh, you know you've been there a while. Yeah,
1: exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. You know. But starting uh, in a small blocks and
2: Yep, small blocks. Um, you know, I just I got uh I just I've been fortunate, I got real lucky. Um, you know, I you know, I started out, you know, going there in a small block uh with the Watson family, you know, and it wasn't the the latest, greatest car and we did that for a couple years and I got the good and, um, you know, a, a newer updated car and had some success. And I just, uh, you know, I got in Joey Wickham Super Modified, um, you know, an, an old Graves car that was almost the same age as me yep. at the time. Yep,
1: same car Danny
2: K drove. And, you know, got my feet wet. I just,
1: you know, took opportunities.
2: Um, You know, maybe some guys wouldn't have gotten in some of the stuff I drove. But, you know, you kind of touched on it. You, you can't. Experiences, experience. Yes. And even if stuff isn't running good, even if stuff breaks, you learn. Exactly. When I first got in the super, you know, I came out of turn two. I think in my third or fourth lap of practice, and an oil pump seized up. I oh gosh! Oil pump seized up. Or the thing just quit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had the experience. When things that.
2: start breaking, yeah. and, you know, you, you know, you lose mags and. You know, you break a push rod or something, you see, you know, fuel come out the header. you just start to learn stuff. And, um, you know, like I said, you, you can't really, the more you do it, the more experience you get. Um, it just helps you. And I've been fortunate to get a lot of experience
1: Yeah, with a lot of different a lot of different teams
2: and a lot of great people. I mean, just, I mean, everybody I've driven for has been great, um, you know. It's just a uh, it's been a been a pretty crazy ride, really,
1: yeah um, is there um, anything that you would like to do before you hang up the helmet someday, obviously not anytime soon, necessarily, but someday, right is there anything is there a bucket list track or a bucket list type of car that you would like to get in? I've heard some conversation somewhere a ways back that you you might be into driving a modified if that were a good opportunity. Is that, is there any truth to that? And if not, is there something that you haven't driven um, that you would like to try to do before, uh, you know, before you retire someday?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, I saw, I got a real big list, but I mean, how much (laughs) of a truly achievable, I don't know. But I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, that day's, Definitely, you know, closer than the than the beginning, that's for well, sure. sure. Um yeah. I don't know how much longer I'll I'll keep doing this. It definitely has crossed my mind. <laughs> um
1: Well shoot, <sure. laughs> you know, Joe Gozik is like sixty
2: or whatever, right? I mean Yeah, you know. I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna challenge <laughs> Not gonna Joe. Challenge you know, Joe. <laughs> he's he's in better shape than I am right now and <laughs> uh, he's got a few years on yeah. me too, so
1: <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I but, said that um, one time I said Joe could probably beat up half the younger drivers of in the infield <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt I,
2: I don't think I challenge anybody in that pit that's as in good a shape as it's yeah, insane um you know and just you know physically and um he's you know he's still sharp and I mean he's been doing this since eighty I think yeah nineteen eighty so, yeah sure has. So, you know. I mean I remember, you know, growing up watching him as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Exactly <laughs> to, get to, to get to race with him and I think that's, you know, the other cool thing too is I've got to race I think I've I've got to actually race with almost everybody with the exception of Eddie B and Steve Joya. Um, you know, two guys that I, you know, I know and admire and right. you know grew up around. Yep. Um I mean, I I can't I even know if I can. I mean, I got to be teammates with Bentley Warren.
1: Yeah, what um, what was races. that experience like? What what's it like to be a teammate of Bentley's?
2: That was pretty. I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was so young and I had only driven a super a couple of times, and yeah, I driven Furlongs' uh, car, and they had a deal with Billy and Bob, um, and for Bentley, and I think they said, hey, let's put you know, let's put the kid in the car for a week and then lo and behold i just happened to go out and win <laughs> yeah oops <laughs> um you know and i uh, a great guy i mean you just i mean obviously everybody knows bentley i mean his stories upon stories and he is just genuinely the most fun loving guy just 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 a good just a great guy yeah and to go racing with him i mean even when I, you know, I'm, I'm going back, this was 15, 14 years ago. You know, he was still just as sharp and determined as ever. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, um, and he was just right into it, and he was there to win. And, actually, he went out and won in Pearly's car there at a swiggle of uh,
1: one. 2006.
2: Yeah. race, 2006. Yep. Yeah. And I remember, you know, this is Bentley. He just won the race, and... I ended up spinning. Somebody blew a motor in front of me. We ended up spinning and clipping the inside wall, taking the nose wing off. And I had ended up in the Concy and won, or got second in the Concy and got in. I think I passed somebody with, like, two laps to go to get in. Okay. And I went down to, hey, Bentley, good run. Hey, that was a great move. And she goes, man, what a pass. You know, forget he even won. He was just, you know. That's awesome. He, you know, was complimenting me. I'm finishing second in the Concy.
1: Yeah. yeah, in the Concy. You know that's Bentley. Yeah, yeah you know. it's a great move in the Concy there. Um, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and I mean, again, it just, I feel like Bentley's book needs a sequel. That needs to be a series because you can't get yeah. all the Bentley stories in a book. <laughs> it's just, uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I i saw the book on my bookshelf, and I was thinking, you know what? There needs to be a wicked fast Two. There needs to be a second mm-hmm. book written. Um, but yeah, you've just had such a um, an amazing career, man. It's it's been, and you're so much fun to watch. I mean, if there's ever a nickname that's ever fit a driver, I feel like the hustler fits you to a T because every lap you're out there, you're you know you're scrapping and fighting for it, and you you do that in every car that you drive, and you know, I don't know anybody who doesn't like you. I mean, obviously, there are fans of other drivers, but I have never heard anybody say a bad word about Michael Barnes, and that, for as long as you've been racing, that's a real credit to, you know, your style, to, you know, how you, you, you carry yourself and how you do things. Um, I mean, it's, you, you're, you're just a lot of fun to watch when you're out there. You really put on a good show.
2: Well, I appreciate it. And um, you know, I, I I try to do that. It's uh obviously we go there for to win and you know, we're race car drivers, we all have egos, but you know, maybe sometimes I think, I mean even myself you kind of forget that there's fans that come there to watch, this. Yes. you know, they're, they're they're paying for entertainment. Yep. And you know, I mean realistically, if you're going to come there and and watch, then you know, we have an obligation to put on a good show for you. Um, I'll admit sometimes in the heat races I I don't maybe run as hard, but you know in the future if I got a car I'm gonna you know I don't care if it's if I'm running ninth I'm gonna try to get eighth if I'm running third I'm gonna try to get the second if I'm running fifteenth I'm gonna try to get the fourteenth. Um, um, you just try not to give up and always move forward and you know I think that's what people want to see they want to see passing. Um, yes. And I know that gets really really tough at times especially you know at places like Swiggo. Um, where the track is so big and so fast that, you know, you got to have good equipment to run up front. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't have the car, I mean, you can you can be the best in the world, but if you got a, you know, an eighth, ninth place car, you're not going to win <laughs> unless you got some right. really lucky brakes. Right. So um, and, you know, pavement racing in general, I know sometimes it can be I don't know. They like to say boring at times, but I've seen plenty of dirt races as well that I've went to when the, the person's won from the pole. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, some nights are better than others. The other night, I mean, the, the track was, was tough. It might not have been the most exciting race, you know, for people. Just, But, you know, all in all. See, I know, actually. We're there to race, and, you know, you get what you get.
1: I actually thought that race was, was pretty exciting with you and, 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 Mike Bruce. And I think, I think that's a lot of times, you know, you're not always going to get a great race for the lead as much as, you know, and I'm, I'm a person who, you know, I want that. I want the, 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 the last, you know, at the end of the race drama. I want the, you know, that's, that's what I grew up with. Um, you know, and and uh, it's it's just different. The whole sport's different now. I think the arrow and the downforce and all those things. I mean, there's you know you can you can um, have all those conversations about why why is it different. Well, you know, it, it, but it, it, regardless, it is. And I think um, there are so many really good race cars. I mean, even out of twenty four cars in the classic. Um, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the lineup again, but I'd probably throw a 20 spot down to say that there were 12 to 15 in that field that could have won. Of course, again, you get a guy like Tyler who just has a great car, blah, blah, blah. But all I'm saying is is that there's not as much junk at Oswego or backmarker stuff as maybe there once was in the past. And I don't know if I think that's good and bad. I think it's a little bit of both, but it's certainly a different day and age to be a driver. I think than it would have been, um, you know, a number of years ago. And I think you're one of the drivers. And I've said this to everybody, and I'll say it till the day I die. If I could take you and put you in the 1970s and give you one of those unruly beasts to drive, you'd find a way to make it fast.
2: Well, I would definitely try. Um, <laughs> that, that's for sure. I mean, I wish I could go back and, and, and drive some of them cars. Um you definitely had to be a man to wheel some of them. I don't even know if I have the I don't know if I have the upper body strength to drive you know, some of them. Things. I was like, making
1: that point on a show the uh, not long ago I was talking to a fitness uh, like a fitness coach that works with drivers and I was saying it's interesting how the archetype of a race car driver we were really talking about NASCAR but it's the same everywhere really has changed so much over the years they used to be sort of big burly muscular kind of brutes you know except for Richard Petty he was always a toothpick but that's another story. But but you know, and then it it's evolved to where, you know now, if you look at nascar i mean, and you know again, I think it it applies somewhat all over i mean there's so many athletes now they're tr- they're, they're 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 marathon runners they're whatever it's just a different body type you're right it's it's very different, and Keith Champagne said after he got to hot lap jimmy's um sixty late sixties car there uh, without power steering or whatever, he, he kind of just I said, What was it like? He just sort of looked at me and he goes, All I'm gonna say is those guys were drivers. You know, you really have to work those cars. And he wasn't even obviously running it fast. But um you know, I think it it was different. And and he, like you said, the upper body strength just a different it's a it was a different era back then.
2: Oh absolutely. I mean just <sighs> I mean, I just look at the cars. Yeah. I mean, look at the tires yeah. on them. I mean, them guys. A lot of guys were running with power steering. Um yeah. I mean, they're just. I mean, they were completely different animals. I mean, just a a, a little funny one when. Twenty eighteen, the first time I drove Vic's, well, I drove his Hawk car at the High Miler the year before, but okay, I drove his 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 Vic Miller chassis. Okay. And you sitting like compared to how I sit in my haw car it's completely different
1: okay um,
2: you, and and Pearly's car, it's your left arm kind of rests up on the side and you really i like to say i'm driving like one and a half handed <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, it's, like, a, it's it's a different a beast to, to drive really you know compared to you know my car that you know that i run every week that you know i'm i'm fitted in i sit in the belt everything fits me you know just yep. right and I, the first night I had run and I said, Man, I just, I don't, I don't know if I can, can I sit in this thing any different? And Big Mike Ordway was there and, you know, he said, He said, oh, let me jump in. I'll just, you.' Say, yeah, You know, you're, he said, Yeah, you put this left arm up there and, you know, he goes, You figured it out. You run third last night. You do good. And I said, Yeah, Mike. I said, There's a difference between me and you, though. He said, You're a lumberjack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, you know, but I mean, you know, somebody like Mike, I mean, you know, big burly guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, they. you know, I mean, he could drive anything anyway. So
1: it does make you um, appreciate that era, though, doesn't it? When you when you think about it, and you like you said, you drive a different car that because I feel like Vic Miller's car, obviously, they're still very competitive today. But yet it still feels like that one's sort of a throwback a little bit more so than, say, your car is.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a you know a lot more. His car is a lot more of a basic car yeah. uh, than ours. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's really kind of just designed off of the stuff. I think he was even running back in you know the eighties and
1: nineties. Eighties, nineties, sure, yeah.
2: It's just, um, you know, he's running torsion bars, and um, I mean, for the longest time, he was just running old steel body shocks. Uh on his stuff and he's just got such a good package you know with that with everything you know with the wing the motor yeah they know he knows the suspension in and out i mean it's just you know that car is always in the ballpark and i mean the car's the car's still a winning car it's still a car to beat when you go there
1: oh yeah Um, for sure by far
2: i mean that thing hasn't fall off at all i love driving it because it is different it's it's hard to drive and i i i grin just thinking about getting in it you know um just driving it because it's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge for me uh, to drive it. I mean, I know I know. just even going out to Sandusky, I mean, I know Pearly will be a little quicker than me just because he's so used to it. He knows how to drive it. Sure. You know, I get in it once a year. It's, I, you know, try to relearn it. And I get back in, I go, man, I still can't figure out how to drive
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know, but. It's also hard to go into somebody else's sandbox and instantly just go kick their butt, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's tough. And, uh, you know, when you only do it once or twice a year, it makes it hard. You know, the guys, that you know, they do it all the time and uh, race with the wing. But, you know, at the same token, I, you get to, you know, drive for Vic. It's, you know, hey, Vic, it's a little loose. Okay, <laughs> you know <or> a <laughs> little tie. okay you know and it's you know that simple he'll make a change and yeah. he knows what to do and um they're just a well-oiled machine and they're just you know they're great guys to drive for
1: are you still having fun i mean i guess you are right or you wouldn't be doing it but and you just want a classic but i mean is it still as fun for you as it was all those years ago oh uh, yeah i mean it's so I,
2: you know, I, sometimes it feels like a job just cause you do it for so long, but I mean, a lot of it, I think it's just, it's, I mean, it's definitely fun. If it wasn't fun, you wouldn't do it. But right. I think more of it's just the competitive thing. Um, wanting to just go there and, and be competitive and try to win. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's the goal. Just to try to go there to win. Um, as far as like, I would say like the, the thrill, the thrill of it's probably long gone. Um. You know, just because he'd done it so much, it's kind of second nature. But I mean, that's just kind of, I guess it's just ego. You know, I guess <laughs> that's what I tell my wife. It's just ego.
1: <laughs> Interesting know? way to look at it. Yeah. Interesting way to look um,
2: at it. Just want to go there. And I mean, I guess that's why I keep racing. Like I said, I still got a bucket list. And I definitely, um, the modified is probably the, probably the biggest, um, Okay. So I that would, is a thing. All right. I would like to do that. I did get the taste of it. Um, about four years ago, I did run an ROC race at Spencer. Oh, I didn't know that. And I had a blast. I had so much fun. We were My wife and I were driving home that night, and I was just like, I was like giggling. And she was like, you ran 11th. She's like, but you're smiling more right now. I think you did the night you won the championship. I'm like, it was different. It was fun.
1: See, <laughs> you know, like, that's hard to explain just, to somebody, too, um, how that – okay, you ran 11th. Yes, but it was a great race. Like, I, that I can – I mean, I remember a Concy that I ran in. We had a big. There used to be a big go kart race at Frozen Ocean called the Ironman 200. And I a couple for a couple of years. I think maybe it was only a year. I guess it was only a year. I, I drove there and I had an old cart. Chartners owned it actually, and uh, and I remember that that day I was in the conzi and I think Barbeau was in there and Gosh, I don't even know who else was running that conzi. But like, I started about tenth. And I was I I was up on the top, and I would pass a, a car or two, and then you kind of get past it. It was like I I was I was racing, like it was it was you know it could be just as much fun. I mean, obviously you want to win, but you can have a great experience running tenth if it was a real competitive, challenging night, right?
2: Oh, absolutely, and that, yeah. that was you know like you said, and, and that you you saying that like. That's kind of how I felt about that night in the Modified. Yeah, it was,
1: that's what it reminds me of. It was me. a
2: 75-lapper, and we had one caution. Oh, wow. <laughs> about six laps in. So. And I kind of, you know, we. T- I remember I got to start behind Chuck Hosfeld and I'm like, man, if I can stay with him, maybe I'll get by some guys. You know? Yeah, like, really? I, I was in a really good car. I was in a really good piece. Who were you driving for? And I was driving for Jeff DeMink. Oh, okay, um, yeah. He's right mm-hmm. there. At a, yeah. um, he's actually, uh, he owns... Uh, the the sport mod that Mike Leedy drives yeah and he's Mike Leedy's crew chief on the ROC yeah and um it was kind of a funny thing and Mark Tekanowicz who helps out on my on my team and he does a lot of his own racing he uh it was a couple weeks before that the ROC mods were at swiggle. and he said oh he goes he goes I should have had my buddy bring bring his mod down could have put you in it or whatever I said oh if he ever wants to do it sometime I've been dying to drive one for forever. Oh, well, next thing I knew, like <laughs> later in the week, he's like, "Hey he's like other uh, race with Spencer, I think he might be interested in having you run. Are you interested and I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> no problem, but that's awesome, you know, it was just so you know we got there, and it was just just had a a good time. I tried to drive the thing into one on the start <laughs> to follow Chuck, and about ended up out in the grass, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, so I got behind a little bit, and then, um. But once, once I got rolling and got going, I was, I was pretty timid. Um, you know, I never raced with a spotter before, uh, oh, you know, these guys are yeah. really going to move, move, move over for you. Sometimes I'd get a wheel under somebody Yeah. and I'd back out and they would, Oh, they gave me room. I should have left it in there. And then another time I think they're going to give me room. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're shutting the door, you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? So, um, but I mean, it was, it was a ball. I want to do it. Um, you know, but it, it's kind of the same. I'd really like to try to put a deal together, but there's I, I don't really know of anybody out there that has, you know, equipment looking for a driver Right one and right. It's kind of like the super deal. I mean, there's only a a handful of them. I'm I'm very fortunate to be one that uh you know, gets to have a ride. You know, that doesn't really have to bring you know doesn't have to bring any money to the table or
1: right um.
2: You know, just, you know, gets to be a driver. Um, and I don't really, I don't know of anybody in the modified land that, you know, I, I think it's kind of the same deal to Swiggle. It's just mostly family owned teams and guys that own their own cars running them. I don't think there's a lot of car owners out there. Where, you know, when I was a kid growing up, Swiggle had a lot of car owners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, now it's, I think this side of auto, myself, DJ, uh, Keith, and maybe I'm missing somebody and then there's a few in Isma, but pretty much just family owned deals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, very hard to come by. It you know, is. I'm, I'm very, yeah. Very fortunate to, you know, get to drive for Gary and Eric and, um, cause I know I, I couldn't do it <laughs> not on my own. own. There's, there's no way. And I wouldn't even try.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be a lot harder today, I feel like, to be a car owner than it was, I mean, not only because of the costs. I mean, but those are relative, too. Like, the the costs are up, but I feel like, you know, if you look at the value of the dollar or whatever, it somehow seems like it's kind of relative. But but it, um, you know, it, I, I think it's a lot harder, um, you know, to find. You got everything so much more kind of, you can't just go to the auto parts store and pick up a part. You, you got to... You know, you got to manufacture your own parts, and now you got, you know, there are people waiting on noses, um, you know, and and uh, nose wings, and it's just like, you know, it's a different it's a different animal. You can't just sort of build a body and put it on the car like you used to and be halfway successful.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's so, and that and I think you know, and that's a big reason why you got 17 to 23 cars, and, right. and it's like that in right. a lot of other divisions, too. And, you know, and I think part of it, too, is, you know, growing up as a kid, you had, you know, I don't like to call anybody a field filler, but, you know, you had you had your mid-packers, and you always had there was, you know, as historically at the there was always a couple guys that were probably going to win. And then you had, you know, you always had really, you know, 6 to 12 really great guys, and, you know, we could get 30, 30 cars a week. Yeah. But we live in this world now. I mean, it's not even just racing, it's just, you know, the instant gratification of everything. Right. You know, everything's in yep. your fingertips yep. on a cell phone, any You're information right. you want. You can. you know, I can, you know, get on my phone on Amazon and order something that's here tomorrow. Yep. Um, nobody wants to, nobody wants to just be, you know, a field filler, a mid packer. I don't want to be one. Right. Um, you know, that's why I wouldn't try to I couldn't afford to, you know, have my own top flight car. Right. I wouldn't try to do it. But now it's nobody wants to just say, hey, I just wanna go out and have
1: fun. Right. Well it's, it's too everybody, expensive. Everybody up there too wants expensive.
2: To win. Yeah. And so I, I I gotta go get a you know, a hot car or you know, whatever the hot car is. Yeah. And or else there's no point of going anymore. Right. You, you know, that, I think that's how everybody looks at it. Well, if I don't have that, there's no sense of going. Right. But even if we had 24 hawk cars up there, and they're all just hawk cars, there's still only going to be one guy that wins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Yep.
2: yep. But, you know, the days of you know, rolling out or, you know, an older, you know, 90s car or just, you know, few and far between unless there's somebody that really just wants to do
1: it. Right. Well, I think the 350 class has kind of made that possible again to an extent. But even then, now you're getting so many of the newer cars. I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know if, I I say literally I don't know because I've watched some of the races, but, I mean, I can't really... Judge, um, I don't know if we've gotten to the point where the older cars are just completely, you know, out of date already in the 350 class, but it it certainly seems that way. And um, well, not according to Jeff Battle. <laughs> well, that's true too. He's got. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And and I think we forget that. Um, you know, but it's it's just one of those those situations, at least with the big blocks, where you're right. It's it's hard to find because it is so expensive it's not a cheap date anymore you can't get away with two tires a week or you can't get away with you know i mean there's just these cars i feel like the newer cars need to be a hundred percent or you're really out to lunch and um you know it's it's just a different deal and i'm not saying it's bad just saying it's different i think it's been interesting to get your take and and have you bring up some of the, uh, the things that I've, I've said, like with the, you know, the archetype of the driver, how it's evolved over the years. Um, you know, I still think, you know, that's, that's the case in a, in a lot of forms of racing, but, um, you know, just happy to see that you're still rolling along Mike and still winning and still having a good time doing it. Um, you know, Gary and Eric have put their blood, sweat and tears into this for decades and, you know, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to Eric's interview on our last show, but uh, you should, um, you know, if you did, if you haven't, he's, you know, they, they're, they just, uh, they, they love it. And the drivers, they've had some of the best that Oswego Speedway's ever seen. Um, you know, and, and Eric makes it clear that he, he, he thinks that, uh, you know, you're, you're as good or, or better than all of them. And, and it's just been a, a, a blast to, to, to watch you guys run and watch you drive through fields. And so looking forward to seeing more of that this year, my friend. And, uh, now tell it that, cause you've been, that was the old car. Was that the old car that you ran? Cause I get confused between the two of them sometimes, which one you're actually running. You've had... Either motor issues or something with the new car, right, or no? Am I way off the Yeah, of
2: yeah. No, we we, we won it with the, with the older car. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because I said, you know, that week, I'm like, man, you know, and Eric and I kind of talked, even said, he goes, oh, I, you know, I, know we're kind of underdogs right now. And I said, well, we're just, I said, it's kind of our own doing. <laughs> you know, we got yeah. a test last year. We weren't planning on racing and I mean, I'll be honest, even up to a few weeks before we raced, I was like, are we really going to race this year or, or, or no? Because, you know, like, what well, you know, is there going to be, you know, cancellations because of COVID? Or yeah. Like, oh, no, we're racing. I'm like, well, we probably ought to get, it, get this thing going, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we rolled it out of the trailer on Saturday the first week and went out for a hot lap session. That was pretty much the extent of it since the last time we'd been on the track in the Classic of 2019. And we – uh uh, took the we took the new car the newer car um, over to Hawksby's to uh change the front end around on it and we, we had just gotten that back at the end of April um from powder coat so we're just slowly kind of putting that back together i don't know maybe maybe the end of next month we'll we'll have that out and give it a shot but and then the first week we Fortunate to start up front, we run second, and then uh, um, that motor we knew had a cracked head before. We'd sent it out to Brodex, got it fixed. Of course, there's no guarantee, and the first week it, you know, it, you know, started, started taking, got water in the cylinder, and it got hot, and we were just going to try to nurse it um, along, the second week, and then we lost a mag. Okay. And then ended up cooking three pistons in it and uh, ended up putting the brand-new motor for the newer car in it uh, for the Classic. And uh, got a win with it right out of the box. So
1: <laughs> it <laughs> all worked
2: out. It's
1: it's amazing. But it was
2: definitely nice to win with that old car. I, I You know, it's sad. I go, man, it would just be so nice. This, this car deserves it. I've let it down so many times. This car deserves it
1: <laughs> well, and this that car got it um yeah. you know now when do we do we see the new car back at some point or are you just content to keep running the old one because it's working pretty well uh we're gonna
2: we're gonna try to get that um we're gonna i'd like to I'd like to say by middle end of July, maybe okay. um we could add that together the biggest thing is is um we got to get it back over to Hawksby's. He's going to put a body and a a, a wing on it, so um, that'll be kind of around his schedule a little bit, too. Um, But the other thing is we lost that other motor. Um, My father, we have a motor that we were actually going to put in the car uh, for the Classic, and then as we were putting it in, realized it wasn't going to fit.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, we've actually uh, made some changes to that. Basically, there was an oil pickup uh, fitting out of the back of the block for the scavenge line, and it was hitting we were right on the uh, motor hoop, okay. where we needed to bolt it up. So um, we're getting that we're getting that changed, and I don't know. We might put that motor in the new car, or we might just, when we get a little closer, take the motor back out of this one and put it in the new car, and get it up there. Well, So it, it'll be out by the end of the season. Okay. And we'll go from there. If uh, if it's not as good as the old one, we'll run the old one.
1: <laughs> well, that's a wise idea, right? It's, uh, okay, so last question. I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, just, uh, again, I always ask this, or I try to always, I sometimes forget, but um, you know, it takes a lot of people to make this happen. So, you know, who would you like to thank? Floor's yours.
2: Oh well, uh, yeah, definitely um you know, first I'd like to thank my wife for uh putting up with all this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's a exactly. trooper
2: and my little guy Parker, he's too and um, you know, my my father and my mother, uh, my father especially, um he's been involved in everything since the quarter midget days. Um uh we couldn't do it without him. Um he puts in so much work. Um still to this day on the cars um he lives it and breathes it and as long as we want to go racing we go racing and um gary and eric and uh i i can't thank them guys enough uh for giving me the opportunity to give me great equipment to drive um like i said they love it and very passionate about it and um dan brown big dan um he's kind of like he's kind of like my guy um He's been with me now for, I think, the last five years, and um, uh, Matt, uh, Joe Barbera, my tire guy, um, he's been with Gary and Eric forever, and he's been with me since I started with him. Uh, Mark Tekonowitz, he's come around, um, been helping me this this year, um, been a great help, When he's not out racing himself. We're helping uh, numerous other teams. Um, he's just a diehard racer and goes racing all the time, and. Um, always wants to help somebody if he's not racing himself. So and then uh you know, all our great sponsors, uh, uh Gaffney's Long Care, Joe's Jerky, um Good Times, um Uva uh Ferdy's. Doug Holmes, uh, my motor guy. Um I've kept him real busy <laughs> this <laughs> year. So he probably doesn't mind that. Uh, <laughs> um I've kept him real busy. <laughs> with all these engine issues we've had and, um, giving me great power. Um, he's, he's been second to none and, uh, Jimmy DeLucia for his help. He's helped out, um, a little bit with that other motor we got. Um, and, uh, I know I'm probably forgetting, probably forgetting people, but you know, everybody that's just been involved with the team, you know, my whole career, um, been a blast. I I think I got a little bit of, a little bit of time left to keep doing it and, We'll just keep going, going at it as long as I can.
1: Well, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, more excitement out of you, uh, Mr. Hustler, sir. And uh, appreciate you taking some time to be on the groove. And uh, I wish you the the best of luck and safety uh, the rest of the season. And I'm sure we'll probably uh, be talking again at some point because you're probably going to get another win.
2: Well, I hope so. I I definitely (laughs) hope that's a fact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thanks for taking the time. That's Michael Barnes back with more of The Groove right after this. Okay, folks, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors here on Inside Groove, Indy Performance Composites. They're a premier composite design and manufacturing company creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Jeff West and his team are amazing. They do all kinds of work in the motorsports industry from dirt tracks to NASCAR to IndyCar, supermodifieds. It doesn't matter if you've got something that you need designed or fabricated. Let them help you transform your idea, your vision, and your budget into a workable, high-performance solution. They have all kinds of services From 3D printing to finishing services, end-to-end composite solutions is what they are. Check them out, ipcindy.com or IndiePerformanceCompositesInc.com and tell them that the folks from Inside Groove sent you. Welcome back to Inside Groove. Welcome back to Inside Groove, and uh, guess what? We have the most recent feature winner on the show with us right now from the Oswego Speedway. Mike Bruce has joined the groove for a little bit of a conversation about, oh, that big thing he did on Saturday night, uh, winning uh, in only, I think, his fourth start as a rookie super modified driver at the Oswego Speedway, and... Uh, Mikey, my friend, can you believe I just said that?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, I've heard it a hundred times, but actually, when you just said it, there, it's a pretty crazy to be able to pull off a victory <laughs> with our our fourth fourth start in a, a big block super. So, pretty stoked about it.
1: Yeah, I imagine you are so um, Wonka's. Well, first of all, I want to go backwards for a minute. I mean, you've gosh, you guys have had such a rough start to the. 2021 season um what what was it like to finally cross the finish line last night i mean i know that you didn't go into that race believing that you were going to win although every race driver i think does to some degree but goodness um what was the emotion like given all that had come before
0: um you know we busted our tails all winter long and in all spring and, and, uh, getting all of our cars stripped down and, and prepped and prepared and a hundred percent ready to, to go to the track and, and be competitive race cars. And yeah, uh, the first few weeks didn't go as planned. I mean, even, even the classic, we had a pretty good run, uh, going and, and we were short on fuel. So uh, realistically, Saturday was my first feature that I've ever finished. Um, you to, took the checkered flag <laughs> at all, um, in the big block super. So, um, you know, it's, it's racing. There's always ups and downs, and and it's just the kind of the way it goes. So um, I don't I don't get too worked up about it. You know, shit happens, and uh, and you just kind of move on and keep pushing forward. So,
1: well, I mean, it it had to be an emotional deal for you, and and I know it had to be for uh, Rich and the team. Um, you know, to come out and win your fourth race in the modified and to beat Mike Barnes to do it is uh, pretty crazy, honestly, for, for me anyway, to uh, to even fathom that it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. the uh, When this all started, Rich and I were, you know, partnering up with the 04 SBS car and, and uh, you know, talking about the 350s, and, and I was still driving for Craig Soper in the 350s and stuff. Oh, that's so right. we're going to have yeah. a big block someday, and, and uh, everybody kind of – nobody was really for it except me. I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, yeah. Let's go find one, you know, and, and uh, you know, so it was emotional for him and, and his kid, you know what I mean, their, their, their car, you know, him and I are the car owners, and, and yeah. we're all out there living the dream, and my father, the whole family, you know, it's it's been pretty, uh, it was an emotional win for sure.
1: I'm sure it was. I mean, it's, uh, it, it again, just the way that it played out, uh, you know, I could tell that you and and, and Michael were both struggling with the the race cars toward the end of the race, Um, you know, and and I heard a lot of talk about uh, track conditions and modified rubber and, you know, all that kind of thing. And, I mean, obviously, um, you know, those things happen when you mix divisions and different kinds kinds of rubber and all that stuff, and especially a day race. But um, what was it like just trying to – I mean, you had control for a lot of the race, and then – um, he had several late race shots at you on restart. So what was it like just trying to hang on to the beast, um, and, and stay out front?
0: Uh, it was rather easy. Um, you know, I, I don't have been doing this for quite a while. I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't get really all that excited when I found out we were starting on the front row. I, I just, I knew, knew we had the car. I knew I could get the job done. Um, if I went out and I hit my marks, uh, uh, seeing Mikey Barnes behind me from lap one, I, I knew I had my work cut out for us. Knew it wasn't going to be an easy win by any means, right? But um, I've already watched the race twice. I'm flow racing myself since since last night. And, uh, <laughs> I bet I, you have, yeah. I'm to watch it hundred more times. It's yeah. a whole cool deal. But um, <clears throat> we, we had we had the better car for sure. Um, I've made some driver errors, you know, mid race probably we started to have some brake fade in the car excuse me, I was driving in a little bit too hard. I was using a little too much brake, and it really started to, to upset the car. Um, it wasn't that the car wasn't handling good. It wasn't um, anything of the sort. It was just a little bit of driver error driving in a little too hard on my part. So um, <clears throat> on the caution, it was like lap 27, 32, somewhere in there. Um, I knew I had to move up my line. I knew I had changed my line, let off the throttle a little bit sooner, uh, coast into to, – uh, Everybody told me when time someone was dominating the classic there that he was left off really early and kind uh, of coasted into the corner and, and that saved my brakes and and allowed me to run a little better line. And... <laughs> Sorry, I got to scratch my throat, but <laughs> it's all, all right. right. And it allowed me to uh, kind of move my line up and, and exit a little bit lower and, and uh, the car came right back to me before the end of the race and um, you know I watched all the restarts. He didn't have anything for me on the restarts, luckily, and and uh, you know we were able to. To pull away from him for the the rest of the race, which is crazy to think that that we had a good enough car and and were able to get the job done well enough that we were pulling away from Mikey Barnes, who's one of the best in in super modified racing. So that's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, You were running 16.6s, which are, that's, you know, those are some stout laps, and it seemed like you were pretty much doing that right to the end of the race. Like the car, you said you had some brake fade, but the car really didn't seem to fall off at all toward toward the end. uh, Just, you know, maybe fighting track condition a little, or maybe a couple laps, you just kind of missed the mark a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't think the car was midway through the race. I, I I was thinking that it was going away on me, but like I said, it was just complete driver error. And, yeah. Uh, and I almost gave it away, and, and um, like I said, it's, it's lucky for, you know, I put a lot of effort into I'm not just me as a mechanic for my my team. It's it's me as a driver, and right. and you got to pay attention and listen and know when you got to change up your line and, and when you got to do different things as far as you know, driving in or over driving the car and what you could do to change that, and fix it. And and I was probably two laps away <laughs> from giving that race away. You know, if I yeah. I would have kept running the same line that I was, um, you know, Mikey Barnes would have ate me up because my car was was went from great to to not in a in a quick few laps. So. You know, so that that was uh that was kind of the key to to winning that race was being able to adjust to the track and and, uh, and be able to save the car. So.
1: Sounds like the cautions uh, may have played into your favor then. It gave you a chance to kind of uh take a breath and regroup yourself, uh and kind of get back to focusing on the line that you would want to be running.
0: Yeah. The the caution, the one caution specifically we were trying to uh, go around the 83, kind of deep into one and two, and, and Barnes got to run underneath us, and we went three wide into the corner. And
1: that was incredible, <laughs> by the way. Been... That was absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was aggressive. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I saw him out of the corner of my eye going underneath. I was like, oh, come on. So we drag raced <laughs> into in three, and, and I sailed it in there on the outside, and yes, he sailed did. it in there on the inside, and I got up into the out of the groove. You get out of the – the Race groove wasn't really that bad, I didn't think. But if you got out of the race groove in just the slightest bit, you're off to launch because there's so much garbage up there. Yeah. But So then man, he got a little loose off four. I was up in the up in the marbles and we drag race down the front stretch again. And he kind of pushed up and I dove underneath him and then he kind of shut the door all at the same time. We almost took the, the front wing off the front of the car and and. Uh, and that caution right there was on that, that saved
1: me because it would have been hard
0: to get by him again. He's, he's, you know, he. We were faster in the, the open field, but um, you know, when you get stuck down somebody and you got to be able to make the moves and the passes, it, it's a whole different story. So, uh, if he would have been able to clear me and complete a lap there, uh, I don't know how it would have finished. But uh, so the caution was good. Uh, I didn't mind the cautions; it gave me a second to kind of regroup. And, and uh, he never contested me on the starts. I never had, you know, any kind of uh, set in my head that I had to worry about restarts. Um, so they didn't really bother me at all.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so let's uh, let's go back in time a bit because uh, I think a lot of uh, our audience would kind of like to know. Um, you know, can you walk us through the obviously the 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 three hundred and fifty crash and and talk a little bit about what happened there and kind of what you were because um, it seemed like uh, once it started, you were just kind of along for the ride.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, those cars are quick. Um, you know, we were doing whatever 130 miles an hour or so, yeah. full throttle, and and, uh, and uh, I, I was following. Um, I was following that the car in the heat race. Yeah, and I saw that it was kind of uh, uh, sketchy per se down straightaways. The car was kind of dancing and stuff like that. And I had a very similar feeling to my car um, that we've been chasing okay, uh, um, <clears throat> to what that car was doing. So I kind of had an idea of how uncontrollable it was in, in my head from based off what I was watching her do in the heat. And uh, in the feature, um, you know, I saw her come in uh, real low. She pushed up really high. She cut back across the track, came off low. And that's when I went to the outside because she was so far low down speedways, is my shot to get up alongside of her so she could see me. Yeah. And then I could beat her through three and four. And uh I don't know if the the, the wind caught the wing. Uh you know, she, she was trying to get back up to the race groove. Uh, but she just took an aggressive right and, and I think it's just lack of, of experience I guess. Probably uh, being a sure. rookie and
1: yeah.
0: And uh and we were just already I was too far committed to going to the outside and and you know I knew it was an iffy move because of following her in the heat races, but at the same time I'm uh, a We wanted to go to victory lane and had take I, sure. I, I my shot when I had it. I, I didn't feel like it was an aggressive move on my end or anything of that sort. And uh, unfortunately, I just didn't work in our favor. And <clears throat> when she hit us, she hit us just perfect um, in the, the back side of the, the or the front side of the left front tire. Yeah. And it just shot. My, you know, I shot the wheel right on my hand and sent us to the wall. And the hit looks looks brutal, but um, I don't want to say that it wasn't a bad hit because it was, but it looked way worse because the cars are built to do that. They're built to Come kind of apart. explode and, yeah. and the parts are to absorb all the, the impact and everything of that sort. And, um, you know, the wind came flying off. And then after that, I lost all my brakes. I lost my steering and uh, it was just kind of long to the right for, for the second oh, yeah. one. And then she flopped over. <clears throat> I was instantly fine. I didn't get knocked out or anything. I was just enjoying the ride, I guess. And, waiting for the safety crew to come over to get, get me out of the thing because uh, they're tight cars and, and there wasn't no me crawling out of it. So I was still hurting from the week before. I had pretty messed up bruised ribs from the, the wreck the week before. And, oh,
1: wow. And,
0: yeah, I was having a hard time breathing a couple of times and, and stuff like that to the point where I almost was contemplating not being in the car that week. And and uh, So I think the anticipation of the second hit was – I remember that sitting in my head of, man, this is going to hurt because, because my ribs were, were yeah. ripping, very sore. So, uh, you know, it sucks. That was a really, really good car and it sucks for Rich and, and Dan and, and uh, Cameron. They put so much time and effort into that car and, uh, to make it, you know, what it was. And, and I was just kind of uh, the lucky guy that was able to hop in that car and go fast. So, so it really stinks for all of them. And, uh, yeah, that's just another part of uh, racing.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the part you don't like to visit very often. Um, yeah. But thankfully, that you know, obviously, you weren't hurt worse. Uh, other than probably the ribs, uh, kind of got mad at you a little extra angry for a day or two, I suppose. Are you? Uh, how are you coming along with uh, your injuries? With what? With your injuries. How are the ribs now? How's everything now?
0: Oh yeah, I've I've rested up. Uh... That first week, I was I was doing fine, and then, like, Wednesday or Thursday at work, um, I I don't know what I did, but I was lifting up a, a big door at work with, with my partner, and, uh, yeah. and I just lifted the wrong way, and whatever I did, it, it made it worse than I think it originally was, and, and as soon as I lifted, I felt something, and I said, oh, man, that wasn't good, and, and that's really what put the hurt to me, but i am bet right back into, you know, good. full form, I'm, I'm fine the way I am, so...
1: Good yeah. um, and and talk about the status of the team now. I mean, you um, you know that car obviously it 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 was it looked like that was unrepairable. Is that is that fair, or are you actually are you trying to fix it?
0: Um, we we were, I went right back to the shop Sunday morning after that wreck, and it was seven seven thirty. Started stripping that car, on, and uh, Bobby back there, and my brother, a couple people stopped out and. We got the whole car shipped down, and um, what's left of that, we were able to save the engine and the carburetor,
1: Thank which god good
0: because it was it was a uh, it was my carburetor, a really good carburetor. Uh, the engine's you know a pretty expensive piece, so so we were able to save that. But as far as anything else for the car, it's sitting in two little uh, plastic totes in the corner of my Ugh, shop. Man, and, and everything else is junk. So, chassis is pretty twisted up. You know,
1: we hate the idea
0: of throwing away a car. I've never wrecked one that bad where we couldn't fix it. So uh, right now it's sitting out back from our shop and, and it's still kind of up in the air what we're doing with it. But, um, you know, luckily Dan and, and Rich, they bought the, uh, <coughs> uh, the 49 Batman car. Yeah. And we hopped in that one. Uh, they're eager for a win in the 350s. And, and I don't play them. they, they all want to win. We all want to win, you know, get everything. So, um, so they had me hop right in that one. I told us, man, guys. I ain't gonna feel too. I'm not gonna feel too good if, if something happens and I said I end up wrecking this car and you guys again because uh, I'm over those days of wrecking up the equipment. It's not not my style anymore. It's too much money and time to right. drive it wild and you know. Unfortunately, the circumstances this year just kind of been out of my control. But right. so, and they both kind of told me, hey, it's a race car. We wanna. That's what we do. You know. So uh, we went out for the class It was our first practice and um, made some changes. Got the car underneath us really quick. we cranked off like 16.9. First time in the car at practice. And nice. I thought we were going to have a good piece at the, at the Classic. And then New England guys were coming down, I knew we were going to have tough competition. But um, we timed trial third, uh, which was, was pretty stellar. Very um, we were fasted, so we'd go car. And, and, uh, and I just must have set up for the heat race, and, uh, or excuse me, for the feature. And then uh, our rear axle tube ended up snapping in half and it sent us around and backed it into the wall. So oh. uh, that 350 is in the shop right now. I'm um, up on topstones, and uh, they sent the rear end to Pat Strong. He's rebuilding it. We should be picking that up either tonight or tomorrow morning, and and uh, get it ready for this coming weekend. So,
1: man, okay. Well, the, I, I mean, I knew that uh, you had another car. I just wasn't sure kind of what the plan was, and I didn't. That, the 350 race was the only race. Of uh, the classic day that I didn't get to see much of. So I wasn't aware that you uh, had that shunt, as they call it in uh, other places besides the US. But, um, you know, happy to again hear that it sounds like the damage was fairly minimal. So at least hopefully now you can get it back together and you've turned your luck around with a super modified win. Uh, where. We're, uh, now Robbo, I think, uh, had, uh, an issue the first week with his car too, right? And then he got into the O four, four. If, if I remember this correctly.
0: Yeah. Um, my brother was, um, he had a really good heat race, passed some cars Yeah, and, um, he started kind of deep in the feature, uh, <clears throat> made some good passes and he was to the outside of, of another car and, and kind of got into the marbles and, and just came around, lost it. Um, Ended, ended up bending up the front clip and uh, having to replace the whole clip. So, um, you know, before we even – it was five minutes into it. Rich said, hey, you know, run the old 4 if you guys want to. It's more than welcome. And um we got a lot of time and money into that old 4 car. Rich yeah. We really went through, rebuilt the whole thing, and it was ready to rock. And unfortunately, we just haven't been able to practice it at all to kind of get it uh, where it needs to be. to be to Right. time to do with my brother. So he hopped in it just for the – uh uh, the points of it and for uh, the commitment part of it so sure um we did that but ultimately i wanted to get Robert's car back together so we got the clip done on it got it all back together for him for classic and and uh he went out we we struggled the classic where we're blowing all the fittings out of the front racks for some reason i don't know if our power steering pump is pushing out too much pressure or, or what so we're trying to tackle that and I'm doing everything I can. to Try giving him a good car. We have a good car. We got a brand new engine in it, and the car's is one of mine that I've won a lot of features in. Yeah, I know it's a good car, but uh, but we're just every time we turn the head there, we're getting kicked. So, uh, we're, the car's back at the shop, and and uh, gonna make some more changes, and hopefully he has some better luck this coming weekend and can get him running up front. And, and get him some some podiums and hopefully a chance at a, a feature win for himself. That'd be
1: great. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I was thinking he ran the O four in the classic. I uh, it was. Hard. I was at Hickory uh, trying to. I was calling a race for the Carolina Pro Weight uh, Model Series and trying to watch uh, everything in between. And I finally got home in time to because uh, we rained out early. And I finally got home in time to watch the super portion of that. But um, but uh, that's great to to see that at least he's back on the track and hopefully he'll have you know uh better luck here this week um and uh, love to see you obviously continue the streak in the super now uh let's talk about uh Cameron a little bit uh and uh and just kind of in general uh, the rest of uh the 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 team lineup and the car situation going forward
0: yeah um Cameron's Um, Cameron's kind of branched off and went back to doing his own thing. So, um, I don't want to say that he's not part of team RBI because we're all friends and family and we would all do anything for each other, but, um, he, he, his kids are getting older and, uh, he doesn't have the time to do two cars. I mean, it's, it's, it's the hours that we put into our, to our cars and our teams and our program is just endless and his kids are all getting older and, um, He wanted to focus on running his SBS car. Okay. Uh, He's got a really good piece with that. And and to do his SBS in the 350 was just going to be too much. So he actually uh, stepped down from from running the 350. Gotcha. So his SBS car, he owns that completely. 100% is his. So um, he's just running his SBS car. He's had some really good runs with it. Yeah. And we're all pretty happy for him to to see him uh, back up front where he should be running and, and stuff like that. So.
1: For sure. So okay. So it's uh, basically it's just uh, the brothers Bruce for the moment yeah. uh, as far as the driver lineup. That's uh, that's kind yeah, of that's fun. Basically,
0: it. Rob was driving, you know, mine and Carly's car. Uh, that's something totally different from you know my deal with the RBI stuff. So yeah. that's you know completely our deal. And then then uh, Rich and I are pretty much Rich I and Dan Denny are all pretty much partnered up with with all our. Uh, actually, they own all the 350 stuff. I have my 350. It's been sitting in the garage. But the super and I, him and I, partner on, and, and we all just kind of work on all of our stuff together. It's not. Uh, it's kind of one big, one big. Uh, I don't want to say mess, but one big <laughs> uh, group. We're <laughs> cars. So. One
1: big happy family of both cars and people. That's how we'll exactly. say. It. Yeah. Um, and crazy too. You're all crazy. Um, oh yeah. But that's what makes you fun. Um, yeah. so, okay, so um, so going forward then, um, we will expect you in the former stout car for the 350 class, right? Is that kind of where uh, – And yeah. it, how much of that are you going to run? Are you going to do that every every race, or are you just going to run a kind of a part-time schedule with that car? I mean, I know the big block's your priority for you. Uh, big block's my priority without
0: a doubt, and we ran a 350 in a big block and SPS every week this year, except for this past weekend, and – uh, it was a lot less stressed on um, everybody, myself, my crew, my guys. Um, you know, when we had both cars, there, it's it's pretty stressful. <clears throat> it's a lot of work, and and, uh, and everybody's kind of high strung. you yeah. know. So um, I'd really like to, to pull off a 350 win um, soon, this weekend. And <laughs> if that was to happen, I think we would probably take off a little bit of time and maybe focus on the big block. Gotcha. Um, we're just kind of going by... As it comes, we don't really have any plan, I guess. Okay. But uh, but it is taking a toll on, on everybody, the whole team, uh, trying to run both cars. So, um, you know, we can't get burned out because we still have a long summer ahead of us um, in the way that the season started off and, and how things are going. Even with a win here, you know, it's still uh, it's still a lot of work to, to do both cars. So, For sure. We're going to run the 350. Hopefully I can pull off a victory sooner than later and, and uh, kind of see what we want to do from there. Okay. Go from there.
1: So we will be uh, seeing you as a double header racer, um, double duty racer, I guess is a better way to say it. Until further notice then.
0: Yeah. They'll have somebody in that car that's you know, Rich and Dan, they want to see that car run. Um so there's a couple people that we've they've looked at and and uh, basically I told them, you know, it's their car, you know, they can yeah. do what they want with it, but uh but I just don't want it to be my headache if somebody else comes in, so um you know we're gonna run it they have 100 uh, percent faith in me and and stuff like that And they do 90 percent of the wrenching um you know maintenance and stuff like that during the week so i can focus on the big block but uh there's just not enough time in the day on saturday for us to be able to bounce back and forth and put 100 percent effort in both cars right <clears throat>
1: well that makes yeah, sense unfortunately
0: because we love 350 race and it's it's a great class and, and we want to see the car counts and everything on the solar, but. Um, our big block is our, our uh, main main. Oh, colors. sure.
1: Well, yeah. hopefully, you get uh, the right other driver, perhaps, and uh, maybe the, the 350 can still be on the track with somebody else in it, and you'll be running the big block. And uh, so, Raba will continue to run the 32 car. Um, the 04 car is basically now just a backup.
0: Yeah, the 04, uh, we're going to run it at Evans Mills, I think. and, and, uh, Rich is, is real, um, eager to get the wrench in it. Robbie the wrench is kind of popping it, I guess, <laughs> and do some practice up to Evans Mills. Cool. And, and, uh, I don't know what his plans are for after that or whatever, but, uh, Wrench is, is ready. He's grown up. He's matured quite a bit, gotten bigger, so he fits in the car pretty well. And, and, uh, and he wants to go turn some laps. So now we're going to get him in some practice up to Evans Mills with it and, uh, and, uh, go kind of see what, so he happened to go from there. So.
1: How how old is he now? Mm, Fifteen, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's reasonable. Um, yeah. Very it's about nice. Not that age
0: that everybody's getting into. It, so. Yeah.
1: Seems like it. Uh, well, that's that's awesome. Well, that that'd be great to to see. I know he's worked awfully hard on uh, all the cars for a while, and um, be fun to see him get out there and at least get some hot laps to try it out. Uh, okay. So I know that it takes. Uh, it takes a whole group to make this thing go. So tell me about sponsors. Tell me about names, whoever you want to thank. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah.
0: Um, right off the got go, Rich, for partnering with me, you know, with the big block. It's, it's a tough task. So uh, him and I partnering together financially is what's kind of made this whole thing go around for, for all of us. Uh, Bobby Magner has been with me since day one of this big block deal. and uh, Oh, wow. He's he's been around. <clears throat> That's a really cool deal because when I was a kid, uh, my dad used to work on Jeff Albert's team. My mother and father used to. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. I never knew that up
0: growing up. So they wow. were uh, Bobby, Davey, and Jeff were my were my heroes growing up. You know, nice. Watching them run every week, and and my father just to take over to the shop, and I'd stand around probably in their way and bug them when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, so um, the fact that that uh, Bobby and I worked together in 2014, so I'm, uh, he helped me win quite a few features in 2014. That was kind of my breakout year in the SBS. And uh, and I told Rich, I said, you know, if I can get Bobby on board working this with me, I I said I guarantee you we'll get some wins. And um, you know, here we are. And he's been with me every week. And, uh, and he's put a lot of effort into to our program. And and we can't appreciate him more on that. So um,
1: my father, brother, all the
0: family. Everybody that, that helps me out and supports me, my girlfriend, Carly, she puts up so much crap on me, it's unbelievable. But uh, we have all of our, our sponsors, which Up Saloon, uh, Millennium Music, JNS Paving, um, <clears throat> Senior Services, uh, Millennium Music. There's just a bunch of people that help us out with the car. And, uh, and, our, and our fan base this year is, has grown tremendously uh, maybe it's from the tough luck. Maybe it's from the, the good luck of winning last night, whatever it is. But we've got tons of fans this year, and it's exciting uh, to, to see the fans supporting me. And, uh, you know, the people that have been blowing up my phone since last evening, I haven't been able to to get back to 90% of them because uh, my phone has been going crazy. So I bet. Uh, we appreciate all the fans and supporters of our race team.
1: Well, definitely glad that uh, you responded to me blowing up your phone, wanting to get you uh, on for the, this next show here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll get you out of here on this question. Um, you mentioned Evans Mills. So uh, let's talk about what's coming up for the SBS division at Evans Mills. And is there any? Uh, are there any 350 shows scheduled? I know there was some talk of that way back when, but uh, – uh, tell us what the Evans Mills situation looks like for 2020. Yeah,
0: so uh, we got one more race here this weekend at Oswego, and then the following weekend, uh, June 26, we got our first, um, our first of three races at Evans Mills for okay. this year. Um, it's a SBS race, a normal 30 or 40 lap or whatever it is we got scheduled, yeah. and we're going to do a 350 exhibition race. So, oh good, um, there's not going to be any payout or points or anything like that. Uh, we're just going to get a few of the cars up there. Um, you know, run practice, run a heat race type thing, and and run a small feature, uh, see how it goes, and hopefully the fans enjoy it as much as I think they will, and hopefully the drivers enjoy the track as much as I think they will, and I'm sure, um, you know, the Gill family will uh, pencil us in for a a race towards the end of the year. Um, My only problem is the fall brawl weekend is their big classic weekend at Evans Mills, but it's also the Star Classics race, and in, in oh Hampshire. wow, yeah, I can't
1: and, do that.
0: Uh, and I'm not going to be one to schedule, you know, schedule the races against yeah. one another because that's not uh, that's not what we should be doing as as whatever no. track promoters yeah. and stuff like exactly. that. They should be scheduling races. So we'll have to figure that one out when it gets here. But uh, yeah, June 26th is going to be the first race, a 350 exhibition race, and I know there's going to be quite not quite a few cars, but there's going to be a, enough cars that it'll. Uh, put on a good show for the fans there at the, at the track, and, uh, and we're all pretty excited for that. We yeah. all enjoy going to Evans Mills. They've done tremendous work with that Speedway uh, as far as updates and repairs and, and stuff like that. So everybody's chomping at the bits to get up there and put on a show.
1: Well, that's awesome. Can't wait to uh, to see how all that goes. And uh, again, congratulations to you and uh, the entire team because uh, man, I don't think I don't think there was probably a single fan or anybody in attendance last night that just wasn't truly ecstatic for you to get that win. It was a great way to to tell – Tell the monkey to get lost, and uh, oh, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully, you kick the thing right to Lake Ontario, and uh, you'll never see it again—at least not for a while. So, uh, uh, thanks for taking some time to be on with us, Mike, and uh, wish you the best um, going forward. Here, you and all the guys, and uh, look forward hopefully to seeing some good progress out of uh, out as well as uh, as as he gets a little more experience.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it.
1: You got it. That's Mike Bruce. We are going to be back with more of The Groove. Michael Barnes coming up next. Hey, here's a little fish tale for you. It's about a place named Skip's Fish Fry. Skip's Fish Fry is located at 42 West 2nd Street, in Oswego. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. So don't call them on Sunday or Monday. They're gone fishing. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. They serve a variety of great fish, Burgers, Hoffman hot dogs, conies, lobster soup, salad. They even have cheesecake if you feel like some delicious dessert. I love their haddock pieces. That's one of my favorites. Uh, And they just have great food. It is the best fish in the port city. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor of the show. It is one of the first places that I go to eat every time I'm in town. So call Skips Fish Fry or go visit them on their website at skipsfishfry.com. And by the way, you can order online and just go pick it up. It's a great way to go ahead and take care of the not-so-fun part before you get there. And then when you get there, just pick up your food, bring it home, and enjoy. Skips Fish Fry, 42 West 2nd Street in Oswego. Go visit them. Welcome back as we get set to close the show. Great to hear from both Michaels. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Both of them very insightful, good interviews, and uh, they're great people and very talented racers. Uh, Just super excited for both of them to have had the success that they've had over the last uh, couple of weeks. And um, really excited to see where both of them go the rest of the season for sure. Okay, so let's get to... Uh, the number 75, shall we? This one was sort of interesting for me because um when I first started going to the track in 73, Gary Albritton wasn't there yet. And I don't remember a 75 um, in that early period until Gary did get there, I think in 74 early, I think it was. He ran... The gold car. I think that's when he brought the gold car out um, in early '74, and then he ended up driving for uh, Gary Miles in the '93 Miles Barker, um, and um, who was it? Let's see, Gary Miles. Keith Barker, I think it was, and maybe P.J. Wiseman was the other guy that was involved with that. For some reason, that rings a bell. I'm probably wrong, but uh, my brain scrambles names more and more lately. But that sounds right. And anyway, um, so Gary hopped over into that car, and that was the year that the 93 was painted black. It, it was always blue when Baldy drove it, then they painted it black. Armin Holly started the season in it, and then, um, for whatever reason, uh, that That partnership was discontinued, and um, Gary ended up in it, it, and um, a guy named Pete Foltz drove the 75. I guess he was a Sandusky driver, um, must have been, and drove the 75 car, the gold car, for the Classic that year, qualified it um, pretty well, actually, and ran, I think he was... I want to say that car was up in the top five for a little while. And then I think something happened to it. And Gary didn't have a great run that year in the classic. I think he had some some problems with the 93 car too. But anyway, um, so Gary then had the red car in 1975, the Ralph, Dick Ralph, Ralph packing car. And that's the car that really launched Gary into uh, prominence in the supermodified division, at least at Oswego anyway. Um And so he ran that for a year. And then the next driver that I think had uh, the 75 for a while was Ed Bell. Um, I don't know if it was when he – I think it was after – I want to say he was 05. And then when he brought the car back, he he had, for whatever reason, I don't know if he wrecked it and was off a while or whatever the case, but a year or so later, maybe two years later – I think he brought it back and had to be a different number because maybe Don Whelan was racing that year in the, um, old race and Austin brothers car and had that as five. And I think Eddie might've been 75. I think, um, again, I, 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 trust myself less and less anymore, but, um, I believe that, that Ed might've been 75 for a bit. um, I remember at least seeing something about it in the program. <clears throat> and then Hal Atulip, uh, I think, also started as 75, if I'm not mistaken. I think Hal, the very first car he had, I want to say, is 75. And I'm not sure how he ended up going to the 56. But um, I think he also started as 75. And then the next time I remember seeing that number is Gene Lee Gibson. Um so that's one of those numbers that again we talk about a number every once in a while that maybe wasn't used often, but there was at least a period where it was pretty impactful when Alberton ran it and uh Gene Lee, I think too. Um and I don't remember a seventy five after Gene Lee, and I'm probably I feel like there has been one and somebody's gonna go, Oh, come on, bud, your mind must be really going <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a wouldn't be a new revelation for me. So uh, if there's any seventy fives we missed, uh, by all means, uh, throw them in there. I mean, I know there've probably been some in Isma or maybe you know a a, a number change somewhere that for you know a one off kind of thing or something. But um, those are the ones that I remember. Um, and you know, again, I always like that number too. There are certain numbers that either to me just aesthetically look good together. Um, or it seems like you could kind of do a lot with them graphically, and 75 feels like one of those numbers to me. But anyhow, uh, we will uh, bring this thing to a close here on that note. I want to one more time thank all of the sponsors uh, for this show and my shows in general because you hear from a couple of them that um, are kind of general sponsors for all of my shows uh mycomputercareer.edu is one of them and you hear the uh the commercial on the show uh just about every week and uh, again if you're just if you're looking for a changing career for any reason whatsoever uh my cc might be a great place to go their website has a free career evaluation if you think that IT might be a field that you'd like to be in the training is as easy as they can make it just one to two days a week online you don't even have to go to a campus and in four to six months you could be on your way to uh, a position in the IT field it is a still growing field despite the challenges we've had for the last year and uh, those folks at my CC do so much more than just uh, provide classes they're really mentors for you which is why I enjoy promoting them um, they really do well for people that that take the course there's a lot of these schools like that that are kind of maybe not um necessarily the greatest uh, investments but that one is and uh they do a lot with um the troops as well which i really really like uh they've got a great program with the POWMIAs and um, just seen them do some great work with those folks and amazing charity work as well. So um, they're not just uh, – when I have a sponsor, generally they're, they're a friend. It's not just somebody that's uh, handing me money, and I try to kind of choose them a little bit carefully. Um, you know, I enjoy promoting passionately the people that I promote. So there you go. If you need some training, they have financial aid available if you qualify, and they they work with a ton of different uh, employers to get you placed, too, when you're ready to go out in the workforce. So there you go. Uh, MyComputerCareer.edu is training for a better life. Thank you for putting up with that. Uh, and also, I do want to tell you that Victory Custom Trailers, you hear Katie Hedinger uh, doing that ad, she did that a year ago. She was only 13 when she did it, and um, it still holds up well today. She is a hard-working young racer. She's not just one of these, Daddy, I want to drive a race car kind of young ladies. She really is into her racing. She does a good job in the late model. she drives. Um, her father, Chris, uh, started Victory Custom Trailers, and um, not only can they design a custom trailer for any purpose, racing or not, but they also have um trailers in stock and they the, the coolest thing is that they know what racers need and they can ship anywhere in the continental u.s so in fact they're so confident in their ability to design a custom trailer that they put a big button right on the home page of their website you can design a trailer on their website it's really cool how they have that set up so if you need a trailer and you're looking for the best of the best, or you're looking just for something particular, or you just are looking for somebody who will take really good care of you. Again, they're friends of mine, they're great people, uh, based in Michigan, but again, they can get it to you anywhere. Doesn't, uh, doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. Uh, and so, uh, victorycustomtrailers.com, and then of course, all the folks from JNS Paving. Rich Worth is just a great friend, and I'm so thankful for him. He, um, Obviously, if you need uh, if you need a paving job and you're anywhere in the greater Oswego County area, um, make sure you you reach out to him first. Support these people because they support the sport, not just because they support me or my shows, but because they support the sport that you're in. Um, and never want to forget uh, Sean Cathcart. Uh, Sean didn't uh, he didn't have enough to do, so he multiplied. His restaurant ownership, it went from Skip's Fish Fry to now having Skip's and Graff's Pubs. So please support those fine establishments as well. And um, Jeff West has been a friend of mine for a long time. In fact, uh, we were in high school together, I think. Um, and uh, known Jeff a long time. He's a great guy. Um, IPC Indy is just huge. And they do a lot of great work, uh, fabrication, engineering, all of that. So, um, com, or I think it's IPCindy.com for short. Um, and so, uh, give them a call if you need anything like that. And again, please support these people and thank them for uh, supporting the sport that you are in. And thanks to all of you for listening. I said I was going to keep this close under five. Ah, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Look forward to talking to you next week. We'll uh, talk about the Twin 35s. Hopefully, we Cam will be able to have some time to join us as well and um, help us to break all that down. And we wish you all the best of safe racing and a successful weekend. And until then, till episode 76, guess who we're dedicating that one to. I'm Tom Baker. Have a great weekend, everybody. So long. You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industry.